3: It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Happy Trade Deadline Thursday. How we doing, Evan and Tiki on The Fan? We got a very big show today, very big show. Bad Tiki will be on the program at 4.30. We'll finally learn Sean Morash's big show announcement at 4 o'clock for beating me in pickleball. We got a lot of football to do on the show today But I admit, I always want to be open with the audience and know how I'm feeling. I'm very depressed today. I'm very down today. I'm very upset today. And the reason I'm down and the reason I'm upset is because the New York Knicks know what they're doing. (laughs) They really, really, (laughs) really know what they're doing. Why does that upset you, dude? Because I'm the head of the coalition of Nick haters. Okay. And for many years as the leader of the coalition... I got to enjoy days like today. I got to enjoy many years of laughing at the Knicks. LOL, Knicks. Here's the dead honest truth. If you tweet LOL, Knicks, if you say LOL, Knicks, you're ignorant. Because there ain't anything to laugh about anymore. This franchise knows exactly what they're doing. And I get it's not sexy. Mm -hmm. I get it's not the superstar. But first of all, I know Boyan Bogdanovich very well. As you may know, (laughs) he can score. We all know Alec Burks very well. CP the franchise with Wizoth a couple of days ago. And while he's not a star, he makes 40% of his shots from three. And the New York Knicks today, without giving up very much, just improved themselves. And they did it. And here's the key. Without giving up very, very much. The New York Knicks today, on February 8th, 2024 are a better team than they were two and a half hours ago. They have a better chance to do, as some say, damage than they did two and a half hours ago. The New York Knicks are run by a team president who, while he never speaks to us, knows what he's doing. If you're a Knicks fan today, and we still have 54 minutes until the trade deadline passes, and if there's any breaking news, you will hear it here, I promise you. But the New York Knicks know what they're doing, and they've improved themselves. So I'm giving you your flowers. I'm complimenting you,
1: but I'm scared. I'm scared of this franchise. Why are you scared of the franchise? Because you're thinking the next move is going to be even a bigger one next year or this summer or whatever it comes down to? Because, yeah, these are good moves. These are 240% three-point shooters, which is what we knew that the Knicks needed. But it's interesting because... When CP was here and he said, oh, Alec Burks. You're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, okay. It was the tepid acceptance of a Tom Thibodeau guy coming back, knowing exactly what Tom wants, being able to play exactly how Tom wants in to play, mm-hmm. and fitting in immediately. Because there's not going to be a chemistry issue, I don't think, with either one of these guys, but particularly Alec. But, it, but I also feel both of these moves, while good, and they bring you shooting, it's just kind of like, Okay. It's like a tepid smile. It's like a half Why smile. Why would it be tepid? You sat with me during like, Nick's Net saying they need punch off their backs. They just that. added it. They just I, added two I, guys to do it. it. I know, but I feel like I had all of this like pent up expectation that it was gonna be something like otherworldly. But what's otherworldly? Ch- I don't like? I have no idea. A star. It's like someone who can, nah, you can. really be – someone who's not 35 years old like Bojan is. Someone who's not 32 and a half and, and you know, up and down like, like Alec was when he was here. Missed, I don't know how many games he missed that first year that he was here. But, like, it, it's they're good. I'm not knocking them at all. I agree with you. The Knicks do know what they're doing. But I was expecting, like, a real splash with, like, 11 first-rounders no, no, still no, no. available. But, but wait a second. I thought second. something big was going to but, happen. Tiki, it just t- feels – it's good, but it doesn't feel, yes, now we can win an NBA but, championship good. That's but, what I, That's all I'm saying.
3: But there's a difference, and this is why the Knicks know what they're doing. They're not making moves to be splashy. They're not making moves to mm-hmm. get the back page of the newspaper. They're making moves because they're smart, because they're deliberate, and it can help them moving forward. I agree. So that's why these moves make sense. Look, Alec Burks is not a superstar. Alec Burks isn't a needle mover. It's funny. And I don't know if other Nick fans felt the same way because sometimes it's how you get the news. Mm-hmm. Like, did you get it from listening to this radio station? Did you get it from Twitter? Did you get it from a friend? When I first heard the trade, I heard Alec Burks for Quentin Grimes. And my reaction was, eh. That's my reaction. It was, eh. When I hear they're getting Boyan Bogdanovich as well... And, oh, by the way, the draft capital they're giving up are second-round picks. And just to show you how consistent I am about this, my basketball team just traded Royce O'Neill for second-round picks. I wiped my ass with <laughs> second-round picks. So if as a fan I'm going to tell you I don't care that I just got them, then I'm certainly not going to be afraid that you gave them up. So you added two rotation pieces, two guys that can help you right now mm-hmm. as you're shorthanded, more on that in a few minutes, And, yeah, when you squint your eyes, and I had this test the other day, when you close your eyes and you envision a playoff game and you envision final five minutes, can you envision that guy being on the floor? Well, here's what's complicated Mm -hmm. with the Knicks. As of right now, we know Julius Randle. He has to be. Yes. (laughs) Once they're healthy, we'll see what this rotation turns into. But Boyan Bogdanovich specifically, Yes. Yes. And you did that without giving up anything Mm -hmm. that really cost you moving forward. Clearly the Knicks decided on Quentin Grimes. He ain't the answer. Tom Thibodeau made the decision. Hey, I don't think this guy plays through injuries. They don't want him anymore. Now you want to rip Leon Rose for making that pick a few years ago and say that didn't work out? Fine. But you turned it into something. The New York Knicks improved their bench
1: today. Yes, they did.
3: And in the immediacy with the injuries they're dealing with, they improved their chances of winning basketball games until they're fully healthy. And they did it. At a cost that's minimal. That's what the Knicks did today. So if you're looking for flashy, if you're looking for sexy, if you're looking for superstar, if you're looking for bright lights, I don't know why you were expecting that because I don't think that was ever happening at this trade deadline. I think I just
1: wanted to be surprised. I think every time – I think this this happens every year, by the way. You go into this trade deadline or at least the lead up to the trade deadline thinking that something big is going to happen. And something big never happens. Especially not for, not for the Knicks. And it just feels like, to me, with all of this equity, this this, this, this trade equity that they have sitting, mm-hmm. and I know they're not trying to make the big splash because they don't want to be imprudent. They want to do it the smart way. But it felt like this was the year where things were going to slowly work their way into a position where the Knicks could make a humongous move. For whom? For whoever, but that's the problem. And And I think you're right, but still, it's this one feels okay. I'm not saying it's bad, right? And I think you're right. They do know what they're doing, and there probably is a plan. It'd be great if Leon Rose ever came out and gave us some kind of inkling of what that plan might be. But I think there is a plan for the Knicks going forward, and you should feel enthused by this. But they're not winning a championship now. Right? Yeah, maybe they'll win another series. Uh, maybe they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I doubt it. But this feels just okay. I'm not saying bad. Like, you Are should, they better? You smile with this. Of course they're better. Okay. And they got rid of some dead weight, but which that, is the most important thing. But
3: here's why that's important. Because And this is why my reaction to this trade is far different than if they were trading first-round picks. So about a week and a half ago, when we're sitting there thinking about this trade deadline.
4: Worried about letting someone
3: else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect, impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados
0: like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They
4: bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So
3: let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink
1: You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
3: I thought the Knicks were going to have to make a really tough decision. And what I mean by that was... Do you take some of the valuable first-round picks that you have, one coming to you via Dallas this season that has minimal protections on it but they should convey this season with Dallas having some success from the Porzingis trade, would you use any of your draft capital to try to help yourself win now? And I agree with you, not a championship level team, but improve yourselves now to, I don't know, conference finals, conference semis, but smaller moves that help you, but you're giving up the draft capital that you could use next summer. You know who just did that? The Miami Heat just did that. Mm -hmm. And I remember when Miami did that for Terry Rozier, I thought to myself, as an opponent of Miami, wow, okay, they made a move that's trying to improve themselves in the short term, but they hurt their ability to go get a star next season of the year after. Because they just took away a first-round pick, and I understand that being a really difficult decision. Like, do you take away from the potential of acquiring somebody? And by the way, when I say somebody, we don't even know who the person is. Mm-hmm. We could speculate it's Donovan Mitchell. We can create in our mind it's Luka Doncic, but we don't even know if that person exists, right? <laughs> it's
1: Not Luka. But go ahead. I
3: agree, but that's my point. Yes, we don't know it. who the person is. Are you willing to give up a pick or two that could keep you from getting a star to help yourself on the margins now? And I admit. That's a tough question, and that's a really good debate. Probably not. Probably not. Fair. Here's the best part for the Knicks, and not good for me. I admit this because I don't like you, but I call it like it is. Here's what's really good for you and sucks for me. What did you just trade that hurts you from trading for a star this summer? Nothing. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> Nothing. And that's, Nothing. And that's the point. Quentin Grimes is the only argument what? you can make, and what the hell is Quentin Grimes? I How guess... valuable do you think he really is around the league?
1: Yeah, and that's, and that's the... And by the way, we there's a reason that we've been hearing for a month that they're trying to move Quentin Grimes. There's a reason that it feels like he, for whatever reason, and I don't know what the interpersonal relationship is like inside the Knicks locker room. But it felt like there was something that was forcing him or potentially forcing him out. And it finally happened. Now, is it for the betterment of the Knicks going forward? I don't know. Like, we'll see. Yeah, but but wait. Stick
3: with me on this, though. Would you agree? And this is really, really important because I'm also giving you the long-term view on this. This is not just short-term. The Knicks are better. They are better. They just added two good offensive pieces off of their bench. They have better chances at winning games now in the short-term with injuries and even in the long-term because they've got a deep team. We all agree they got better. They took away nothing mm-hmm. from their ability to trade for this fantasy star. A star that we don't even know is going to be available. And by the way, I'd even argue they enhanced it. Well, Evan had they enhance it. Evan Fournier is gone now. The Knicks could have picked up his option and had him as an expiring contract to just help out with cap space on a potential trade. Yeah, You know who now fills that role as kind of the same player? Boyan Bogdanovich, because he makes $19 million next year with only a few of it guaranteed. You know what the difference between Boyan Bogdanovich and Evan Fournier
1: is? What is that, Evan? One's good, the other sucks. And one is going to be 36 years old next year. And <laughs> what's Evan Fournier, by the way? He's nothing. Uh, yeah, true. I know. Well, Evan Evan's had his moments, but he clearly fell out of favor here. So, he, he was expendable. Who has more value in the trade market? I, I mean, Boyan does. Okay, it's definitely. So, oh, oh, okay, but, 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 because well, he's.
3: So did they en- enhance their ability to get that mystery star next year?
1: Yes or no? Did they enhance it? Yeah, of course they did. So then but, that's what was a brilliant trade. But, but you're missing what I'm saying, Evan. So for so long, it feels like the Knicks were just waiting and waiting. It's it, it's going to come. The, we're turning the corner soon. We're turning the corner soon. We're, and it just never came. And now it's like you halfway turned the corner. You haven't really turned the corner yet. And I think there's just an urgency that's not there. And that's fine if that's the plan. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what the, what the long term solution is for the for the Knicks. But all we can do is look at what we're presented with right now. And right now, we have a a a, a star in Jalen Brunson, albeit he's hurt, even though he's questionable for tonight, which is actually a good sign—the fact that he's not even been ruled out yet. So you had a, this star in Jalen Brunson. You had Julius Randle playing at the level that he is. OG playing at the level that he is, and it felt like man. This this team actually is ready to win. Let's just go try it now, right? And what we're getting is well, we're not going to quite turn that corner yet. And that I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's it's like all right, hurry up and wait. But you don't hurry have to up and wait. But you don't have to do
3: that anymore. See, two years ago, I think the Leon Rose plan was I'm going to collect all these first round picks, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be ready to kind of jump for that superstar when needed. And oh, by the way, in the meantime, we're going to tread water. They're not treading water. They're a good team. Like, I I wouldn't say the Knicks are a treadwater team. No,
1: they're swimming strong.
3: They're swimming strong. They're a legitimate playoff team. There are many Knicks fans out there, I will respectfully disagree with you, that think you're a championship team. I don't think you're quite that, Mm -mm. but I think you're good. I think you're scary. I think you're plucky. And so you're still doing that same game of, hey, we're well-positioned to trade for the star when available, and in the meantime, we're going to go win. And that's the best spot to be in. That's why I'm miserable today. Because I'm jealous. Because I see where you are. I see what you're doing. And I look at you and I say, boy, I'd love to be you. Let's go next. Because my team, yeah, they got a lot of assets. They got a lot of picks. And guess what? The next superstar that's available, they can be on it too. the that's still in the league. But guess what? In the meantime, they're not treading water. They're drowning. (laughs) So the Nets could get that star too, but the Knicks could get that star, and they're still winning, and they just improved their team. So hear me out, Nick fans. Here's why I'm miserable today, which means you should be happy, right? You're clearly better. You've just improved your team. You just added two rotation pieces, and you did it. Without hurting your chances at all at trading for the mystery superstar you have fantasized about. And by the way, that mystery superstar may never come. I'm not even guaranteeing you that. But you want to be in the game, right? You want to debate with your friends if it's worth pursuing Donovan Mitchell, right? You want to debate with your friends. Hey, Luca just asked out. Do we have a chance? I'm not saying any of that's going to happen. But you want to be in that game without hurting yourself in the now. The New York Knicks didn't hurt themselves in the now. Mm-mm. They just got better. Yeah. They just did both. They're the fat kid eating cake and and, and doing something else. What do you do? You <laughs> eat cake and have it too. They're doing both. They're, they're double fisting cakes right now, Tiki.
1: <laughs> yes. You want your cake and eat it too. Right. I'm trying to understand like, what, what analogy you were trying to make. But it makes sense, I, doesn't it? You were trying to use. Makes sense. It, no, it definitely does. And, and again... I'm not. I'm not. am not anti what you're saying. Thank you. I'm just saying that it's also kind of still not fulfilling yet. It just feels like you're, you're a, step, a, mean one. a step short. Green, uh, yeah, you, you, you are I'm the grin. <laughs> like, are you? Are you seeing Alec Burks in a, again in a Knicks uniform and saying, "We got it now." Right, You're History. seeing Bojan Bogdanovic in a Knicks uniform saying, oh, my God, look at what we're going to – we're dominant on both ends of the court. Like, you're not saying that. Yeah, but they got – You You addressed the issue, and we talked about it before. The issue is that the scoring off the bench, is it was just non-existent. And look what they just added. And they just added scoring off the bench. Yes. But, but, it still doesn't feel like this Knicks team is now one of the, you know – Real favorites to win the NBA title. Are they better
3: today than they were yes, yesterday? Yes, of course they, well, they are. Okay, they're not the favorites to win the NBA title. I don't think they're going to win an NBA title, but did they just get better? And did they do it without expending assets that will hurt them next year or the year after? Obviously. Again, I'd argue they're Obviously. in a better position now. Look, Quentin Grimes, here's what I'll say about Quentin Grimes. It didn't work. You know, you want to criticize Leon Rose for that? You want to criticize Tom Thibodeau for that? That's fine. What yeah. the Knicks have done since Leon took over, they've had four drafts. And you know how many first round picks that Leon used is currently on this roster? Zero. (laughs) Obi Toppin didn't work out. They made a mistake. They should have drafted Tyrese Halliburton. Quentin Grimes, it worked out. Now he's gone. Emmanuel quickly, now he's gone. The only guy I think they drafted that's still on this roster is Jericho Sims, if I'm not mistaken. But what at least Leon was able to do was a turn players and some of those players selected into other players right. that help but, you. Yeah, but
1: that wasn't the plan. And, and by the way, like oh, we're gonna draft IQ and 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 OB and all these guys, just to build them up and trade them so that we can go get somebody else. That's, not, that's not the plan. I'm not saying draft. that was the plan, but think about where they are right now. They've got
3: three potential first-round picks this season, really two because the Washington pick is protected, yeah. and that'll be pushed to the following year. They've got future first-round pick of the Milwaukee Bucks in 2025. Like They set up with future assets. I'm not telling you these are the greatest draft picks in the world. My draft picks are better than your draft picks because they have Phoenix's picks in case they suck. Mm-hmm. But that's not my point. You also have your own draft picks, which is kind of cool. I don't know what that's like. But you've got assets. You've got movable contracts. And that's for next year. F next year. For now, you just improved your bench. You just added that punch off the bench. I'm putting Alec Burks in the Hall of Fame. I'm not putting Boyan Bogdanovich in the Hall of Fame. What I'm simply saying is those pieces in a rotation fit a lot better and are more important to you right now than an injured Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier. Look, the only negative and I have to bring it up, is the fact that they traded the human victory cigar, Ryan Archie Danaka. And that sucks. Especially with that crazy streak he had of playing in 20 games and not scoring a Now point. he's
1: going to finish it somewhere else. Yeah, that kind of, that kind of stinks. Yeah, he's in Detroit. He's going to play 25 minutes a night. Yeah, there's no way he's not scoring. There's no way. It's over now. Whatever the streak was, it's over now. That's the only negative. But Malachi Flynn, don't let the door hit you on the way
3: out. Evan Fournier, see you. And Quentin Grimes, look, it sucks it didn't work out. The Knicks are better, and they're set up for the future. And you know what that does? That makes me miserable. It makes Lugie happy. Look
0: at him over there. Evan, Tiki, tri-state area. The Knicks are back. No, no, Leon, no, 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 they're no, back. No, 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 they're back.
1: No, they're back. You, the Knicks are what back. What do you even mean by that? The, 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 <laughs> I don't think I have to explain it, Tiki. The Knicks <laughs> yes, are back.
0: Do. Leon Rose is out back. here cooking. <laughs> they're back, Tiki. They are back. The Kings of New York, they are back. Don't the Knicks it, are back. not
1: turn it to Sal and the King Cohen thing. With, I will like, not. King I will come up with they, a they were talking about today.
0: pithy <laughs> nickname for Leon Rose. I don't have one yet, but he's out here cooking. As Evan pointed out... He has recognized the problems. He has gotten rid of them throughout the years. He he has now turned the Knicks into the most functional organization in New York, which is a total 180. I know he's not their GM, but he's the best GM in New York, and the Knicks are back. I will come back and take your calls. Are Two you- bucket getters they got. Yes, they did. Are you-, back.
3: are you getting Knick fans? Or are you looking at this saying, eh, I needed more of a needle mover? 877-337-6666. And as positive as I've been for the New York Knicks with this trade, there is one looming potential negative that I will point out before it becomes a thing. Because trust me, it's going to be a thing.
1: Are the New York Knicks. Ugh. We are the New York Knicks.
3: I mean, I we have been New very, York very Knicks. kind of the Knicks in the first 25 the minutes of this show. I have taken my Go. presidency of the coalition Go. Go of, Nick of Nick haters, I've put it aside, Go. 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 I've given you honest analysis, and you gotta play this dopey song. And this dopey song should be retired, let's be honest. It's a relic of the 90s, right, Tiggy? <laughs> Kind of catchy? <laughs> no, that's the problem. It's way too good. <laughs> it's a very catchy. <laughs> it's a very catchy song.
1: I will give I mean, you it's put together well. It is no, no doubt, right? It's I mean, it's hard to do that. It's hard to put together a song that still sounds good. How many years later? Twenty five plus years, years plus later. Something years nah, later. It's a very that's hard, good
3: song. dude. It's a very good song. I will give you one negative that I can see kind of rearing its ugly head. Not immediately. Because the Knicks are very shorthanded. And there is a lot of uncertainty around O.G. Ananobi. uh, Certainly a lot of uncertainty around Julius Randle. I think less with Jalen Brunson. I don't know if Jalen's going to play tonight. We'll get an update as the show rolls on. But obviously with O.G. and Julius, they are shorthanded. Bojan Bogdanovic is a guy that is instant offense. Mm -hmm. And he shoots 40 from three. And he gives you a little size. And he gives you instant offense off the bench. But...
1: You ready for the big butt? He's got to play 35 minutes. You're in trouble.
3: No, I wasn't going to say that. (laughs) I
1: was going to say that I'm actually listed as a better defender than Boyan Bogomich. (laughs) And
3: normally I'd say, well, that's okay. Like, that's not necessarily the end of the world. Like, not everybody on the floor at every given moment is an A-plus defender, but your head coach is Tom Thibodeau. Mm -hmm. And Tom Thibodeau, and we've learned this in the early days of the Leon Rose-Tom Thibodeau connection, they're always not on the same page. And what I mean by that is we've seen trades made where they bring in a guy. Specifically, there's one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of, uh, oh, man, the name is escaping me. The guy they got from Atlanta, who they then flipped for Josh Hart. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Right. Thank you, Luke. Cam Reddish never got an opportunity here. Like, Tom mm. Thibodeau inserted him basically into the doghouse almost immediately. And so, I'm just predicting. And you think that was because of his ambivalence to defense? I think there's a few reasons for it, that being one. And I think that Tom Thibodeau has really strong opinions about players. I mean, one of the positives of Alec Burks, CP, the franchise, was with us a few days ago, and he wanted Alec Burks and loves Alec Burks and thinks there would be an upgrade. And a part of it is that connection he has to Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau is very strong-willed, very strong-willed. And when he loves a guy, he loves you. And when he hates a guy, he will bury your ass, just ask Evan Fournier. Mm -hmm. And so once this team is healthier, I wonder – If as good of an offensive player as Boyan Bogdanovich is, could he somehow end up in the Thibodeau doghouse because of his proclivity? Am I I using proclivity right? Yeah.
0: His proclivity to, I don't know, putting his hand up and defending. I think Tom Thibodeau will have a very big soft spot for Bogey. We're going to call him Bogey because you guys used to call him that Bogey because Bogey is balding. (laughs) <laughs> and he probably feels like, you know what, I'm balding as well. Oh, Tom's still on. rocking the stuff mean? at the top. Male pattern baldness. <laughs> Tiki, Sean, you know, bald guys stick together. They are balding, yeah. so he'll have a soft spot for him. Bald. It sucks we when you're balding.
1: Bald and it's on purpose. It's but our choice, Sean. That's right. We sure. This on purpose. Can I want to be that way? Can I blow up your
3: theory really quickly? Uh-huh. Evan Fournier is sort of baldish.
0: Yeah, good mm. point. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> creepy bald, though. Who, Fournier? Very yeah. creepy. Yeah. There's a way to go bald. There's a way not to do it. He went creepy bald. There's a graceful way to go yeah, bald. Right. I, obviously, well, no, if,
1: if it's bad, just go all the way. Yeah. Don't even try. Don't 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 Alex Caruso it. <laughs> Put the headband on, and you don't notice. And you don't, LeBron you James. don't notice my baldness, do you? Right. He paints it on LeBron James, whatever the heck he does. But he did the headband too for a while. Oh, I know. But I'm saying now, I think he paints it on. <laughs> uh, just shave the whole damn thing off.
3: But keep an eye on that because Tom Thibodeau likes guys to defend, and I love Bojan Bogdanovic. I got a little connection with him. Bogey. He don't defend. I'm just giving you a heads up. Now let's get to your calls. Knicks make a big trade. We still have twenty seven minutes before the trade deadline, so our eyes are open. Sean Morash, Tommy Lugauer are manning social media. They're burning their phones. I know Sean has a very close relationship with Sham Sharnia. So as soon as a trade goes down, you will hear the glass break and you oh. are go. That's just the glass I yes. want people oh, to hear. This yes. okay. is
1: any trade we're doing this for down in the last thirty minutes. Yeah. Or just are just relevant. Yeah, I would think
0: any
3: trade any of, trade of some significance. Okay. Yeah.
1: We, Thirty minutes left. We you can did, do it for any trade.
3: We
0: did just get word we've gotten three uh sh- T shirts back from the Philly Fanatic in exchange for Spike. So that's the now complete. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And if you want my opinion on the Nets, I don't know. Wait till five fifty eight. I'll give you an opinion on that rudderless mess of a franchise. But let's get to your calls. Let's kick
2: it off with Pete
3: and Seaford. What's
2: up, Pete? Hey guys, how you doing? What's up? Uh Tiki, did you did you just a sort of Freaky Friday body swap with Stephen A. Smith? What's with this? No. what's with all the hate of this trade.
1: It's not hate. I actually like the trade, but I wanted with, something with, like I don't know. I just wanted something more, and but all, okay. I knew it wasn't coming. So I'm just I'm disappointed with my own disappointment. If that makes sense, but I it, I don't know. It's 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 if, it's Boyan Bogdanovich, and he's a great well, shooter, but he's going to be a compromise. And as Evan just pointed out, I wasn't even thinking about it until you said it. Defensively, so how much is he actually going to play? And then Alec Burks, yeah, he's great, but he's not instant offense. He's not creator, right? He's not – I don't know. I just felt like there was something else to be done, and this is good because it makes them better. It makes their bench better. When we went to that game the other day, it was just like, oh, God, their bench stinks. They can't score. Put the starters back in. So it does accomplish something, but it's not a ton, right? It's not turning the corner yet, and that's kind of what I'm waiting for.
2: Well, the Knicks, needed, the Knicks needed shock creation with Randall out. Ananobi is not a shock creator, even when he's healthy. And Bogdanovich is an elite shock creator, statistically. Mm. They posted it on Twitter earlier. He he's a elite leads the league in, elite in points per touch elite more shooter. than Joel Embiid. And him and Alex Burks combined are the most efficient three-point shooters in basketball on the volume... Of shots that they take over six over six per game. Each. And
3: think about and think about this. So they're in Detroit with Cade Cunningham. Now they're in New York with Jalen Brunson. Mm. So when they are on the floor with Jalen, I think a big part of this is when Jalen's not on the floor. And I'm not talking about his injury. I'm talking about that moment where you can give him a blow, where you can give him a rest. And we saw this watching them over the last few days, especially without OG and Julius. When Jalen is off the floor, and no offense to Deuce McBride, he's a young player, and I don't know if he's going to be completely lost in this, but I think his opportunity to play may go down a little bit. They needed offense, and they have it. So it serves two purposes. It serves the purpose of, hey, they're without Julius Randle and OG Ananobi, and they needed shot creators. And then B, even when those guys are healthy, the Knicks are a deeper team. What the Knicks gave up in getting on Ananobi was their depth. Like anyone who said recently, oh, they're a deep team. They weren't a deep team.
1: Yeah,
0: That
3: was their issue. Now they are. When they are healthy, I would say they go nine deep. The guy I would leave out, so Jalen, Big Raghu, Bogey, OG, Julius, Mitch, who I think is on his way back. The fact he's working out, that's a good sign. Josh Hart, Alec Burks, I heart. The guy I'm leaving out is Precious. I think Precious will end up out of this rotation. The Big Sneeze, by the way. Shout out out
0: Nick Memes. He calls him the Big Sneeze. The Big
3: Sneeze? He's been great, yeah, the Big Sneeze. No, no, he's been great. I'm just saying, like, if this team is at full health, I don't think Precious Achua is in the rotation. Do you not understand why he's called the Big Sneeze? Because his last name is Achua
1: Achu. Like you're sneezing.
4: Why did you, you know, that's funny. Why
1: did I what, not laugh? Yeah, it was like he didn't it's kind of so obvious, it's, 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 yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. But obvious doesn't mean not funny. Achoo, Sometimes doing uh-huh. the obvious is funny.
1: Achoo. Oh, bless you.
0: Uh-huh. A big sneeze. I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> you laughed at uh-huh. my war. What is it good for you? Boy, you are details. a Grinch today, Teak. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm with him. Like, I chew Oh,
3: he's the big sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I like the big ragu better. Like, I'm better with that. Let's go to Louis in the Bronx. Hey, Louis.
4: Teaky, normally I'm on. Uh, I side with you. Uh, I'm going to defend Thibodeau here, and then I'm going to go right to Leon. Lowe. I love the move. Now, yesterday I heard you say that it was Tibbs fault that Blunson got twisted his rank. Come on, the way not he missed It's not his fault, but there sometimes was 10 you... minutes there was five minutes left in the game. They were only up ten. He had to be in the game. That could've happened at the opening tip. But for, but forget about that. Let's go to Leon Rose. You you want a big splash for what? You get a guy like all the names that are out there, Murray. Uh, erosion. Mm-hmm. these guys are going to hurt our team. They're going to take the ball out of Brunson's hands. Certain guys like Hart's going to go to the bench for a little while. There is, uh, he understands chemistry. He has to bring in the right guy that's going to fit with his team. See, I didn't want LeBron. LeBron comes in. It's his game. It's his ball. What does Brunson do? What does everybody else do? I don't want him. I, I stay away. Here's the only guy I really would have took. And I know he's not available, but I think the perfect guy is Sabonis.
2: Yeah, he but he's not ahead. available. Yeah. Like
4: I know he's not. I know, I, but that's like saying <laughs>
3: – I, mean, I was going to think of another – it's like saying, you know, it would be perfect, that Jason Tatum. Like That would be freaking perfect. He's not available. And, and I'm glad you said that, though, because I will take what Louis said about a guy like Sabonis and bring it back to you, Tiki. Go ahead. This trade deadline, if you look at the pieces that have been moved, if you look at the pieces that have been traded over the last 12 hours, they are big pieces. They are rotation pieces. They may be the difference between a team winning the title or not, though I don't think Gordon Hayward's helping the Thunder win a title. I don't even know if he's going to be in the rotation when push comes to shove based on their good young talent that they have. Or the P.J. Washington trade. This is not a difference-making trade deadline. Last year was, and my team had a lot to do with it because Kevin Durant was traded. Because Kyrie Irving was traded. Difference makers on that level, the star level, are just not available at this trade deadline. So you're looking for pieces that fit your puzzle best. And I think the puzzle that the Knicks have right now, which, yes, it's predicated on Jalen Brunson continuing
1: to evolve as a star and Julius and OG being healthy, but these two guys fit their puzzle. Yeah, but this all... So to me, this goes back to the OG trade. So you move off IQ, you move off RJ, Mm -hmm. and you bring in... OG, and since OG's been here, there, it's been amazing, right? 16-3 and three is the record, right? So they, it just felt like it was the start, and they did it early. Yeah. They did it so early, it felt like, man, they're setting something up here. And you even heard Julius Randle's name amongst the, the, the p- potential moves, meaning going out, that the, that the Knicks might do to do something really drastic this season. So ever since OG came here, which I thought was a beautiful, I thought it was perfect. Right. That's exactly what the Knicks needed. So the OG trade happens, and then all of a sudden, like you start hearing all these these rumors and these this speculation. The Knicks aren't done. Knicks aren't done. Knicks aren't done. And you're second, Okay, it's got to be greater than OG. The Knicks aren't done. And when when you get to it, it's okay. We got Alec Burks. Yeah, and, but who did you want it to be? I don't know. I don't know. I can't sit here and say. I didn't think they were gonna I didn't think what, the Raptors were moving off of all these guys. You right. know what I mean? I, I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know OG was available until until he was. And then he ended up being the perfect fit. The Raptors also had a weird tread that line. They traded for Kelly O'Linick. They traded <laughs> for Spencer
3: Dinwiddie. And I'm like and they gave up a first round pick to get Kelly O'Linick. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell's going on with them? What are they doing? Now they could still flip O'Linick in the next nineteen minutes. I think that the New York Knicks were able to accomplish something that gives you the best of both worlds. They were able to accomplish on the perimeter smaller moves that improve this roster in the short term that give them a better chance to win games now yeah. and give them a chance to win games in the postseason. It's not the end-all, be-all. It's not the difference, ma- the difference maker. Listen, you know what the next difference maker is? Julius Randle being healthy and Julius Randle stepping up in the playoffs. Like, spoiler alert, yeah. you want to determine how far the Knicks go? That's how we're going to determine it. Is that star, and he's played like one, A, is he healthy, which I don't know. None of us know. And then B, if he's playing, is he regular season Julius? That's what will determine if the Knicks are gone in the first round or if they're making a run to the conference finals. And they were able to do these moves while maintaining the balance to make the splash you want come this summer. And that's the dream. Because I don't think Miami was able to do that when they traded for Terry Rozier. They traded a first-round pick. And guess what? That first-round pick hurts their chances of making a trade for Donovan Mitchell. And I know it's weird to just keep using his name, but we don't even know what stars we're talking about. Yeah. When we talk about trading for a star, it's all, like, fictitious. It's like, who's going to be upset enough to want out? I mean, right now, you know who's hotter than the New York Knicks? The, the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers. Of course. Yet we all assume he's going to
1: want out. No, he's not going to want out. Unless, like you said yesterday, he just doesn't want to live in Cleveland. And he wants to go to Met Games. Or he wants to go to Met Games, which by the way, he could still do. Right? It's he's tougher. Just, it's tougher, but he can still do it. It's not like it's he's in California. That's so true. So it's, it's not that big of a Met's fan,
3: Stop man. trying to recruit him back to Cleveland. I'm not We I'm need Donovan saying. in New
1: York City. Do Donovan
3: you? Mitchell, yeah. As a to me, and look, I'm partial. Obviously, I root for a particular team. I think a You're guy, talking about your team. You're I'm talking, talking about
1: for the Nets. No,
3: I mean just genuinely for New York City, we need Donovan Mitchell. Here's why. This has nothing to do with basketball. I just want to point this out. It has nothing to do with hoops. I'm not breaking down like it mm-hmm. fits the Nets or it fits his name. Here's a human being that's a genuine diehard Met fan, genuine. Yeah, like shows up, cares about the games, wears the jerseys. Dad works for the franchise. Also a genuine Jets fan. Oh, does that offend you, Tiki? Yeah, I can do without him. Okay, that <laughs> man. Needs you can have him. To, that man needs to live and play in New York City. I'm sorry. Like We've never had legitimately something like that. A star player that genuinely loves the teams that play here.
1: You're just saying this because he's you. He's he's a black you with tons of money, and he can shoot. But but ultimately, he he might be a loser just like you. (laughs) Wow. We have had that here before. Who's really had that?
3: Matt Harvey. Stop it. Uh, What do you mean stop it? That's a fraud comment. Uh, It's not a fraud comment. Matt Harvey
0: was a fraud fan. Defend defend your statement. Matt Harvey... From Connecticut, right? Or yeah. unless I'm going crazy. No, he's crazy. from Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was a diehard Ranger Die fan hard. in every game. I don't buy it. By the way, another
3: guy, Boomer Esiason. Boomer Esiason was playing here at the end of his career, and the team sucked. I don't blame him for that. If okay. Boomer was MVP Boomer playing for the Jets, I agree with you. But that's not what he was. So, By sorry. Bottom line is this. Matt Harvey owned the town at one point and was a diehard New York sports You're fan. just being a biased Ranger fan. That's all he's doing right now. <laughs> Let's go to Mike in Staten Island. What's up, Mike?
2: What's up, guys? What up? So, uh, real quick, my I have to make a quick point, and then I have to go to something Tiki said. Go so, ahead. the trade is good because it's something that the Knicks in the past wouldn't do. We don't make, we never historically made these sensible, calculated trades to add good pieces. We always were going for the splash, doing dumb things like similar to what Tiki was saying. Where we got a trade for anyone, I don't know who, but anyone. And that's kind of what the Knicks did for years. They did those dumb trades and look where we ended up. Whereas now we have some consistency in the front office. We have consistency with the head coach. We have some consistency with players who've been on the roster, like Mitchell Robinson being on the team since 2018. Like that's unheard of for the Knicks. So all of these things are things that are heading in the right direction. Two years ago, we didn't make the playoffs. We make the playoffs last year. We win, a, we win a playoff series. We get to the second round. And now Tiki's no, snopping at ago, it. You saying, did, two years ago, t- you t- did t- make the playoffs. Kiki's Tiki, snopping at it saying, oh, maybe I'll make the Eastern Conference. That would be a blessing, Pete. We've had no competent basketball here in 20 years, and you're snopping at the Eastern Conference Finals? That's a big you deal. Make the playoffs no, I, I, Mike, I, I don't agree don't with you. Yeah, would You consider? Would, you? you, you we, did
1: make the playoffs two years ago, by the way, Mike, but just saying.
3: Would you consider this season a success if they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals to Boston? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. This gives them a better chance to get there. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, They have a better chance today than they did four days ago. Absolutely. That's not me saying they're going to get there, but they are closer to that possibility. And by the way, could I see the New York Knicks getting to the Eastern Conference Finals? And I've been a big kind of questioner of where Jalen Brunson ranks as a player. And the reason I bring that up is because it's almost just indisputable evidence that you need that. You need a top five player to win an NBA title. But I didn't say you need a top five NBA player to get to the Conference Finals. I never said that. I think what makes things really difficult to get to that roadmap mm. is, is there a route where you could avoid Boston and Milwaukee? And unfortunately, there really isn't unless, unless you jump Milwaukee and the Bucks are the four seed. And if mm. all of a sudden— they you're have the, each other. And they have each other, and here's why. If you're the three seed and you're matched up with Indiana or Miami or Philadelphia in the first round with an injured Joel Embiid, you could be either of those teams. I think we'd all agree with that. If you're then matched up in the semis against a Cleveland team that proved that they were very, very soft and fraudulent last mm-hmm. year, while tough matchup. They've been red hot. They've won seven in a row. They've won like sixteen out of seventeen. You would believe
1: you can beat that team. And by the way, that's doable because they have they're tied right now with the with the Bucks. That's what
3: I'm saying. So I think the roadmap matters. And so if you kind of get the right roadmap, could the Knicks get to the conference finals? So they're playing yes. the
1: matchup game. Yeah.
3: This is my opinion. Yeah, like Lugie over there is delusional. He thinks they'd beat the Bucks because Doc Rivers, Glenn Doc Rivers, can't coach, right? Yeah, it'll
0: be a landslide victory. The one thing I will (laughs) say, Miami Heat. I know they've been asked, but I would want no part of them in the first round. No part of them. No, No, I agree with you. I'd rather have the Magic, the Bulls, the Pacers. I don't want to see Jimmy Butler. I don't want to see the best coach in the league in the first round. I, I think don't. that's a just terrible first-round matchup very for you. Very, and that's coming from a huge Nick fan. That would scare me. I'm no, just saying that
3: that roadmap is how you get to a conference final. I'm more skeptical than others that Milwaukee and Boston are teams you can beat. But are you closer to that goal today than yesterday? Yes. Absolutely. That, that's all I'm saying. You're a better team. And you've kept the balance in terms of... Can I still make the big splash next year that you want them to make? And the answer is, yeah. Question is, is there ever going to be a big splash to be made? <laughs> no. We don't know. I mean, no. stars being available, you know, you can't always count on it. Okay. Two trade
0: deadline nuggets. First of all, Pacers who could be in the mix. They're trading Marcus Morris, a second-round pick, and cash to the Spurs for Dougie Buckets, Doug McDermott. How about that? All Doug right.
3: McDermott. Once a Nick, always a Nick.
0: And Woj <laughs> has tweeted, yeah. the Atlanta Hawks are keeping DeJounte Murray.
3: No, no trade for him. There mm. you go. So the, the thing on DeJounte was that, remember, Atlanta traded for him two years ago, and they gave up a multitude of first-round picks. Yeah. Now they're looking to flip him. They wanted two first-round picks, and nobody was willing to give them multiple first-round picks. Teams were willing to give them what? a first-round pick, but not multiple first-round so picks. So
1: why are they still on multiple first-round picks
3: now? I think they've decided that if they're not getting multiple first-round picks, they'd, they'd rather, just, hold, they'd on rather hold, on j- hold on to They'd him. rather hold on to him. Yeah. He's still 28 years old. He's still, you know, averaging 25-5. and five. He's still, even though he hasn't been in Atlanta as good as he was in San Antonio, a pesk defensively. And maybe their thought is if we decide to trade him during the offseason, we'll be able to get what we want. But right now, we're not able to get what we want. So... He was the bigger of the names that were
1: potentially out yeah, there. I think he was the biggest of the names that was out there. Only because of, uh, like, you talk about his 3.30, uh, was he 39%, 40% from 3-point range. He just never feels like he's going to work well with Trey Young. I think, to me, that's why. Yes, it's a bad fit. And a, that's why a, they were looking at right. move him. So the, but they, want, they traded for him, so they need to get something back for him. Yeah! I think that's what it comes down to. Dude, dude, it's...
3: I You know, it's funny. So the Nets today traded Royce O'Neill for two twos. Two years ago, they traded a first round pick for Royce O'Neill. And there's something dirty. It feels dirty like, oh, great. <laughs> we traded it first. Now we got two twos. Imagine if you're Atlanta, you traded, I think it was three or four first round picks to San Antonio in this deal. And now all of a sudden, two years later, like a year and a half later, it's not even a two, full two years, you're going to trade them for an expiring contract and one one. That feels so insanely dirty. Yeah. So I kind of get why Atlanta said, Screw "Yeah, when this. you make
1: bad decisions, or you make bad fits, and it's all it's emotion, right? It's based on we have this guy, now we have this guy. It's it's double the double the impact when in fact they kind of work against each other, and it kind of undercuts either one of their impacts. You, you kind of just got to eat it. And yeah, no, I think right. I think they're at that point now, though, where they they can't." Now, Tommy Lugauer has made a
3: promise. We are going to take, like, one of the quickest breaks we've ever taken. We will be back prior to the 3 o'clock trade deadline with Mm -hmm. a few minutes to spare, and we will have a very special trade deadline countdown, okay? So you'll know when the trade deadline expires coming up at 3. That's coming up. Plus, we're going to have a big draft on the show today. What's that draft? You'll find out real soon, and Sean's going to make his big show decision coming up at 4 o'clock. Evan and Tiki here on The Fan.